Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Quincy, and this is my show. And on tonight's show, we'll talk about uh, yet another mass shooting. It's tragic, but um, they're not going to stop anytime soon, I don't think. We'll also get crystallized and discuss trending topics around the web. But before we get into any of that, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, 
then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 731 out of 750 starts right after this. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. All right, and I'm back. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show. No experts, just opinions. And let's go to the phone lines. To the eight five zero area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. Welcome on, making his way to the rain. Let me welcome on the man in black. Buck, what's going on? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Hanging in there, hanging in there. Got another call on the line. Press one when you're ready to jump into the discussion. And um, first things first, man, what's good your way? Everything everything all right? Everything going good, man. Just uh, heart goes out to those people in Las Vegas. We lost loved ones in this tragic shooting. Um, never seen anything like this before. I mean, it's just uh, unprecedented. Um, the heart goes out to those, and heart goes out to. Um, I'm a NASCAR fan, so uh, Robert Yates passed away. Um, engine builder in NASCAR, um, famous for the Ford Ford power on the hood. Um, very instrumental in making some of the fastest cars ever able to run in the NASCAR NASCAR track and uh he passed away of liver cancer so can't remember how old he was but um I lost one of seventy four so lost one of his favorite sons. I mean man back in the late eighties middle eighties, late eighties, early nineties, Robert Yates had some serious horsepower on them Thunderbirds and then Taurus um his son took over the I think his son took over the team a few years back. Um, when he had his first bout with uh, uh, liver cancer, and he had, I think he had a transplant this time. It just did. Yeah. So. And uh, don't forget Tom Petty. Uh, yep, Tom Petty. Petty cardiac arrest. He was 66 years old. And I yeah. won't back down. Won't that was my back, back in the day. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see. Back to the phones. To the 501 area code, I go. The natural state of Arkansas. So welcome on, Amy. Amy, what's going on? Oh, not much. Just sitting here listening. What's up, Amy? Hey, y'all. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. How's everything your way? Uh, doing fine. It rained all day, so it's been kind of boring today. But other than that, everything's fine, I guess. Another day in paradise. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, cool beans, cool beans. Enjoying the simple life. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. 
Okay, so let's see. I go to the Motor City of Detroit to welcome our author, the show host, What's happening, Chris? Hey, you. How are you? What's up, Chris? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine. Okay. Hey, Amy. All right, you might have to speak up a little bit for us, but we can hear you. And uh, so, all right, so we'll go ahead and kick things off. But, you know, before we we, we, we do, you know how we like to get down here on T2Q. We like to catch you up on all things trending all over the world wide web. It's time to get crystallized. It's time to get crystallized. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? You said I had to speak up. Hey, you're all right. Yeah, I know. I'm all right. Oh, okay. I would just, I would just, you know, every time I hear that song, man, you, you can't help but just get, get wild and crazy. So. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, hello. Uh, this is Crystal from GetCrystalized.net, Celebrity Headline News. This is your Talk to Q, Trinity Report, October 3rd, 2017. Well, first of all, did you see Simpson, that is? On Sunday, October 1st, Simpson, set free. Simpson was set free under the cover of Dead of Night, Darkness to Avoid Scrutiny, and the Glare of the Media. He went on the record after just 5.30 a.m. local time, uh, tracked down about 75 miles northwest of Las Vegas. He said his freedom hadn't fully registered after nine years in prison. This is what OJ had to say to reporters who tracked him after his release. Deuce, deuce. How's it feel to be out? Tonight, OJ Simpson is speaking as a free man. Y'all stalking me? Jesus, where are, you, where are you guys headed? Uh, one, no, none of your business. A camera catching the infamous football star off guard at a Nevada gas station five hours after he walked out of prison in the cover of darkness. I'm in the car for the last five hours. Now, how do I know how it feels to be out? The man who spent years in front of the camera is now asking for privacy. Nothing has changed in my life. What do you guys, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, there's nothing changed. Now, please, uh, can I have a break here? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank Thank you. Since that early morning encounter, Simpson has been out of sight, but we've learned he's now in Las Vegas. The media circus around Simpson prompted prison officials to keep his release secret. But OJ has had plans. He wants to sell his first interview to the highest bidder. He is expected to ask for three to five million to sit down with the likes of NBC's Matt Lawyer, Megyn Kelly, who's not doing so well uh, after all, or Lester Holt, ABC's Robin Roberts, and Michael Strahan, or CBS's newest 
60-minute correspondent, the infamous Oprah Winfrey. So he's not wasting any time. He's not wasting any time. But the thing about it is, there's something else that kind of happened, and the same infamous is going to be infamous um, weekend that happened starting October 1st. And so he um, got pushed kind of to the back burner when it comes to you know, his fame and glory. I'm surprised he wasn't named as a person of interest. <laughs> you know what? I thought about that. It's kind of ironic. I know. I don't think he should be able to sell interviews. I mean, shouldn't... Um, if he does that, won't that isn't that money supposed to go to the Goldmans and the Browns? Absolutely. That's a good yes, question. No, he owes would. him what sixty-five million or something. He owes yeah. him about fifty-seven uh, million currently, and um, yeah, his pension, of course, as we know, will not go to them, but anything he earns over that would. So. Okay. You know, he had a nice little pension when he got out. Uh, while he was in jail, he collected uh, over $600,000 from his pension. Yeah, because that continues. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it really continues. And I wish yeah. I had that kind of a pension. Of course, I'll be working at Walmart, you know, greeting people <laughs> as they come in. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, well. Sorry. Oh. Okay, I totally didn't do that, Amy. <laughs> yeah, I was breaking up on us. <laughs> yep. Right, go well, ahead, another Chris. thing that we, another thing that we all know that happened um, on the, our infamous weekend that just passed is the what is now being termed as Las Vegas massacre. Here's what we know. No. Gunman, 64-year-old Stephen Paddock, committed this hideous crime. Multi-millionaire. He was a gambler. You know, he's been in Vegas a very long time, and um, and he was retired, and he loved gambling. Now, the massacre started around 10:08 uh, p.m. Sunday, 1:08 uh, Eastern Standard Time on Monday morning, at the Route 91. Harvest Festival. Country singer Jason Aldean was performing at the outdoor festival attended by 22,000 people when bullets began to rain into the crowd. 59 music fans were killed on the Las Vegas Strip that Sunday night. 527 people are still trying to recover from their injuries. Everything from gunshot wounds to stampede injuries suffered when 22,000 people tried to flee the gunman's aim. 32-second floor suite at the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino, police recovered 23 weapons, including a handgun and multiple rifles. Some had scopes on them. Authorities also found several pounds of ammunition nitrate or ammonium, sorry, nitrate, a material used to make explosives in his car. So he was kind of 
planning different scenarios. Um, so I don't really don't think the concert was the first scenario. It's kind of a backup plan. Police believe that Paddock acted on his own. Paddock was alive when he was first in contact with the officers. A team of six officers searched the hotel floor by floor on Sunday night before they found Paddock's large two-room suite. Paddock fired at the officers through the door and shot a security guard in the leg. SWAT team broke down the door, but Paddock had already killed himself. Investigators believe the firearms were purchased legally. There have been lots of reports about and debate is what I've heard about um, gun laws, and we may talk about it tonight, but his, all of his guns, according to the authorities, were purchased legally. Yeah, I mean, you can collect quite a few guns over time. You can go to gun shows. Um, it, it just doesn't sound like it's that difficult for someone to get a gun. And if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere, I think, on the NBC News website that uh, President Trump rolled back uh, something President Obama did to make it easier for even those who have a mental um, health history, made it easier for them to obtain guns, from what I understand, which was um, applauded by the NRA. Of course. Of course. From my dead hands. Okay. That's yeah. the NRA slogan. Yeah. Yeah, that's one constitutional right that they stick by. So. Yeah, back in a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, our last um, report tonight, and there was another series of deaths that happened um, during that weekend, was Tom Petty. Now, Tom Petty's 911 call was very riveting and moving. Tom Petty was rushed to the hospital Sunday night after he was found unconscious, not breathing, and in full cardiac arrest. EMTs rushed his rushed to his Malibu home and were found and when he was found um, not with a pulse. Let's go to the isn't really like his How old is he? Okay, and so he's not breathing at all? No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, no. okay Sheriff, are you on the line? Um, is he on his... Hi. Is he on the ground? Yes. Okay. Is there any vomit in his mouth? I'm sorry? Is there any vomit in his mouth? No. Okay. What I need you to do is I need you to kneel next to his chest, okay? Kneel next to his chest. It's all with me, and I can't reach you. Okay, can I talk to them, please? All right. Okay, thanks. Now, after Petty got to the hospital, he had no brain activity, and the decision was made to pull life support. At 10.30 a.m. Monday morning, a chaplain was called to Tom's hospital room. We're told his family has a do-not-resuscitate order on Tom. The singer is not expected to live through the day, but he's still clinging to life. Petty had just wrapped a huge tour ending at the Hollywood Bowl last Monday night. He suffered a cardiac arrest at his home in Malibu. He died peacefully at 8.40 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
surrounded by his family, his bandmates, and his friends. He was 66 years old. And so for his Depressalize.net, celebrity and headline news, make sure to go to our website, Depressalize.net, and subscribe for more trending topics. Now let's end with my faith is a very appropriate song with all of the carnage that has happened in this country in just the last few days, sending up prayers for all of the people who have been affected by these tragedies. And this is possibly one of my favorite songs by Tom Petty, American Girl. Thank you, Crystal, for that edition of Get Crystallized. And, um, yeah, Tom Petty is one of those guys. I mean, he won, what, three Grammys? Um, what was his band name? The Heart, the Heartbreaker? What were they the called? Heartbreaker. Tom Petty? The heart- Heartbreaker. Yeah, the Heartbreaker. Yeah. And uh, he's just one of those guys. I'm not going to sit here and act like I own his CD or anything, but uh, – yeah, when I used to hear uh, Won't Back Down, I used to jam that on the radio. I used to bump that. That one, and there was another <laughs> one that I liked called uh, Free Falling. Free Falling was Free awesome. Free Falling, yeah. That's, I think that was one of his, yeah, one of his most famous songs, yeah. Yeah. So. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts. Just a opinion. But um, I want to go ahead and talk about the shooting that occurred this weekend. And, I mean, we, we've discussed shootings before, and I've said before that, you know, we'll discuss it again because no one's ever going to do anything about it. Um, you know, people shoot, and everyone feels sad and Someone says, hey, let's do something about it. No one does anything, and kind of back where we started. Uh, I do think after Sandy Hook is when they passed the, when President Obama passed the bill about, uh, that makes it a little more difficult for people with mental health issues to obtain guns. But like I said, that was rolled back. I th- Ironically, I think that was rolled back within like the last few days. I think it passed through the House and the Senate kind of quietly. Um, it was something that was mentioned at the bottom of a White House email, so it kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit. But, um, but Amy, it's been a thousand years since we've talked to you, so I'll go with you for the first question. Has America become numb to mass shootings? I mean, does it happen so often now that we just 
It's almost like watching someone get killed on Law and Order. You don't feel anything. Well, you know, it, it's it's just not. It's just not shocking anymore. Um, you know, it, it kind of become um, trending. You know, like back in the nineties when everybody was killing their kids. You know, uh, it seems to become a, a a trending thing. All these, you know, mass shootings and and yeah, they're very shocking. But to wake up to one is is no surprise at all. Um, I would like to to make a comment about Obama um, and his um, want to with making it difficult for people with mental illness to get guns. I am in total agreement with that, and I am not afraid to sit here and admit that is the exact reason why I do not and will not own a gun because I do have mental health issues. I do suffer from mental health issues, but I've got sense enough and responsibility enough that I do not need a gun and do not want a gun. And so, no, I'm not real happy that, you know, Trump, that that nobody seems to think that that, the NRA don't see that as any big issue because that's horseshit. Okay. Uh, and Crystal, how do you feel when you see these headlines pop up on your your news feed or, um, you know, something that a story on TV, breaking news, has been a mass shooting? Well, of course, I feel, you know, very sad about it. I, you know, and I feel that um, here again, we have someone who could not break through their own depression. Because I do believe that this was a mental illness issue. I don't believe this had anything to do with politics or Trump or anything else. Um, I I don't personally believe that this has anything to do with gun control. I think it has everything to do with the fact that he was a man, for whatever reason, had broken down, and this was his only last resort to express himself. And I think in America, we don't pay attention to those who are mentally ill, and we don't allow freely for our people who are dealing with depression, which is a clinical um, diagnosis, but we don't deal with them, allowing them to come out and to speak and to feel that they have a voice in the society. And so because of that, people hold it in until it's too late. And unfortunately, sometimes this is what happens. So it, it saddens me when I, when I hear something like this. I, I I mean, I agree with you. I do think that um, mental health is a serious problem in this country, and people aren't addressing it uh, like they should. And uh, I know that does contribute to a lot of the things that we see. And, um, and, and, and that is sad. And Buck, what's your take on it, man? How did you feel when you saw this headline? It was uh, 
you know, it was kind of scary because I got, you know, my, 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 all, you know, my family lives out there. Some of my family lives out there. So, you know, my son was out there and my ex-wife's there. And, um, you know, for a little while, it was a little scary because she didn't answer the phone at first. And, uh, you know, that, you know, that, that concert was something that, you know, she would probably go to. So, um, she didn't end up going. So that, you know, that's good. So she was fine, but still, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do when it comes to, you know, protecting, trying to, you know, protect, you know, keep guns out the wrong hands. But I mean, this is obviously, you know, something that, uh, you know, this guy has planned, you know, planned out for a long period of time. Don't know what snapped in his head to make him do this. So, um, it's unfortunate. Um, I guess it's a you know it's a part of um, you know you can't live in fear, but at the same time you got to be you know you have to you know be cautious when you go to these big events now because you you know you don't know what loose cannon you got out there that just you know all of a sudden decides that this is something that he wants to do, and you know you have to you know make sure you be on your p's and q's. You want to have fun, but at the same time you got to look out of your peripherals and make sure nothing's happening. Yeah, and that's hard to have fun that way. Very hard to have fun that way. And so, Crystal, back to you for a second. Where did you get most of your news coverage um, of this this incident? Was it TV, radio, social media? Where did you get most of your information? I got most of my information um, online. Um, So I got most of it just through, you know, my usual sources and and, and in different um, areas. So, so I kind of compiled them from different sources. And she can't res- reveal her, get crystallized sources. God forbid <laughs> she reveals that. That's uh, right. <laughs> the guy in the trench coat with a man- manila fu- envelope he hands to her. And yeah, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Amy, what about you? Where'd you get most of your news coverage? TV, social media? Well, I don't get any kind of news or TV. Or I mean, I have a TV, but I I just watch movies on it. I don't I don't have a cable or anything, so I don't I don't get any TV channels where <laughs> on the lake where I'm at right now. But um, I got most of mine just online and I've been checking well when I first logged on to Facebook yesterday um was when I saw it and then um then of course I started reading you know different news articles and uh trying to read as bad as I hate to say it read the more the bigger news promoters like CBS and and uh, uh Fox News is bad as I hate to say that, and uh, you know <laughs> some of the yeah, you know CBS is is claiming that ISIS is is taking claim for this, but they have provided no proof that and they may they as well claim responsible it. for this, and there's no there's no uh, they have found no ties between him and Islamic terrorism so far. So, um, 
you know. You know, just I, recently I know. they had an attack, I think, uh, was it, it was within the last couple of weeks. It might have been in London or somewhere. And two groups claimed to claim responsibility for it. And one of them was ISIS. And I'm like, okay, ISIS no good and well. They're not doing anything. But every time something happens, they're like, oh, I did it. I mean, if, if, now, I, if I you're calling over ISIS would be online. And I did it. I can't, uh, I can't. There's no obvious reason yet why he did this. So far to me, it just looks like an American terrorist on American lives, you know. I mean, this is terrorism in its worst, you know, our own terrorists turning on our own people. Exactly. I don't, because, and, and there's no other obvious reason for for what he did. There's no there's no racial motivation. There's no LGBT motivation. There's no uh, sexual orientation motivation. You know, he didn't go kill a bunch of women or anything. Um, we're seeing, you know, nothing religious about it, and so far nothing political. I mean, if he thought he was going to go in and kill a bunch of Democrats, I'm a Southern girl, and I got news for you. At a Jason Aldean concert, you're going to have a bunch of gun-toting Republicans. Pretty much. So, you know, I can't figure out what, why this guy did what he did. I don't know. And, Buck, what do you think about what Amy just said about um, referring to him as a terrorist? Why is it so difficult to call someone in the United States a terrorist unless they're Muslim descent? Well, I just think there's a there's a big disconnect. I mean, we when you look at certain things now, um, when it comes to, you know, these mass murders and things of that nature, when it happens on your own soil, and it's been happening a lot here lately, um, they don't want to call, uh, you know, the Americans that are doing the terrorists, but, you know, they are terrorizing, you know, and, you know, it was just like you said earlier about, you know, other groups trying to take responsibility and affiliation with it. I mean, there are people out here that just have loose screws. And, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you got to think about this stuff. I mean, this guy, I mean, we don't know anything about this guy yet. I mean, we're still trying to find out why this happened and all this. But you got to think about it like this. this. What if he got picked on as a kid or something like that? He got picked on, you know, he wasn't popular, you know, bullied, whatever. And, you know, he went on and had a successful career. I think he was an accountant. Um, he retired. And maybe, you know, maybe he wasn't always, the, you know, wasn't the, the best-looking person in the in the group. Got picked on well, once he was even an adult. I don't, so, I don't, I don't want to interrupt your thought, but I, I'll share you some information that I have on him. And then I'll let you okay. finish your thought. Um, All right. From 76 to 85, um, he, worked at, he worked U.S. government jobs. He worked for the uh, post office, which is kind of a kind of ironic for someone who shoots. Um, an agent for the IRS and an auditor for the U.S. government uh, defense contract audit agency. Uh, let's okay. see. They say now this is where um, this is the, from the Washington Post, by the way, and the Washington Post okay. seems to think that this guy's life changed 
back when he was seven years old. They say when he was seven years old, a neighbor across the street took him swimming. And the reason the neighbor did is because the neighbor knew that the police were coming after this guy's father, who was a bank robber. And they wanted to spare the trauma of him seeing his father go to jail. All right. And then they say from that point, his family was never the same. Um, his mother, or this is, and this is from the Washington Post, so these are their words, not mine. His mother struggled to raise him and his four brothers on her own. His father escaped from prison twice and had a little more contact with them. Um, as they grew older, the eldest brother and the youngest brother kept in touch, but this guy drifted almost completely out of touch with his two other brothers. And they said that um, they stopped talking to this guy because they used to beat him up when they were kids, and he stopped talking to his other brother because they just didn't have anything in common. So there's a little bit about this guy. And I know I keep saying this guy because I don't like to give um, killers any any run on, on on national media. I'm not going to say this dude's name. So um, there's a little background on him, but I mean, his, his, he was a dad went to jail when he was seven for robbing banks. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we don't, you know, if you gave him, you know, with, with that information, obviously, you know, he, you know, we still don't know everything, but I'm just going by, you yeah. know, kind of my little thinking on it. You know, he may have been picked on, what have you, and he, you know, over the years, you know, maybe he, you know, maybe he thought some of the people that he, you know, picked on him maybe may have been at this concert. Maybe he decided to, you know, that's why he kind of meticulously, you know, did, you know, did what he did and picked out this particular concert or whatnot do this. Um, so, I mean, it's premeditated, obviously. I mean, the cameras in his hallway kind of watching his room. I mean, there's a lot of different things that this guy did. You know, this was meticulously planned. So this mm-hmm. is something that he decided he wanted to do for a long time. So there's a lot, you know, that was involved to get this done. So, you know, there's going to be, I'm quite sure the FBI and everybody that's involved is going to do, you know, they're going to try to go back. And you know, trace his steps, but when you know, we're just at the tip of the iceberg here, you know, at the beginning of the haystack, we hadn't even found the needle yet. So, no doubt, no doubt. Back to the phones, I go to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, to welcome on the man who is the one that's been dubbed as the Minister of Sexual Affairs, the homie Eminem. What up, bro? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> Not much. Glad to have you on. <laughs> and so, all right, Crystal, you with us? I do not hear Crystal at the moment, so I'm guessing she's having Skype difficulties. And Eminem, you've been watching coverage of this uh, Vegas shooting? Uh, yeah, in between running around and stuff, um, I've seen most of the coverage when it first kind of happened. Uh, no, I was getting ready to go, what's um, your, what's go to your work. What's your opinion of, uh, of the coverage? Is it not enough, just right, too much? What's your opinion of it? 
Um, like I said, I hadn't seen a lot, but um, I'm I'm kind of mystified at at how it's been covered. You know, it's like um, um, it's not been demonized enough to me. It's pretty much like just being reported. You know, um, I know when uh, you know, not just trying to throw the race card out here, but I know when um, um. If it's somebody from uh, the Middle East or uh, black or something like that do something crazy, it seems like it's more of, um, I don't know, more of a a sense of urgency on on trying to figure out, you know, what happened. Like, it seems like all the coverage has been about the victims and stuff. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, I know they, I don't see some pictures of the guy, but, uh, but, you know, it's more like, um, it's been covered almost like the way you would cover a, a hurricane or something like that, like, you know, like survival. I'm like, no, nah, this ain't no damn survival. This is a mass murder. It's different. You know, you know, you know, you know, what happened to the sound bites of different people's family members instead of saying this is a tragic situation, like, you know, man, let's dig this motherfucker up and, and burn him alive. You know, I want to hear that kind of shit, the, the real emotion, you know, um, Uh, and like I say, I hadn't had a lot of, I hadn't, you know, been around a lot of uh, media or TV, you know, since this happened. But uh, but the tone is just, to me, the little bit I've seen, all the tone been toward the victims. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's almost like um, a mass murder is not covered in the same way that you, rec- you know, talk about, you know, who survived Irma or something like that. That's different. You know, that's a whole different thing. That's a natural disaster. You know, but uh, case in point, case in point, the Jim Jones uh, massacre pretty much. You know, the way that's talked about, the, you know, how he's a madman, which he was and all that. I want to see this shit referenced that kind of way. You know, I don't know, you know, who needs to write the story or whatever, but it needs to be, you know, I want to see this this whole thing, like, swayed that kind of way. Because public perception is everything. But if you make it seem like, you know, somebody was sick or, you know, he, he was a perfect citizen. We don't know what happened, and that could have been the case. But, but most of the time, even before the facts come out, use the media spin it and make somebody the boogeyman, so to speak. So I'm like, make a boogeyman out of this. Exactly. They like. And that's what like, I don't if, like about it. If you're Muslim, if you're Muslim, they'll be like, he ripped the tag off a mattress when he was seven years old. And and and, and do you remember Mike Brown? <laughs> As fast yeah. as the first pictures of his high school thing came out, they couldn't wait to show, you know, him, you know, pushing the guy to the store or his hat on backwards and or Trayvon Martin, you know, throwing up a possible gang set or something like that. They couldn't wait to do that. So I'm tired let me of this. Ask you, let me ask you this real quick, Eminem, yeah, real quick. What do you think about the term lone wolf? Is Is, is that term exclusive? I, I would say, well, I mean, now that we're talking about the race thing, is it exclusive right, right. for white shooters to be considered lone wolves by everyone yeah. else as part of some yeah. type of terrorist cell? Well, the the reason why is because they don't tell the whole truth of where that term comes from. There is a book written by a very racist man that's kind of like the Bible of extremists. You know, now they might not call themselves extremists, but that's pretty much who... 
is in it, and anybody can can pull it up and look at it. And it's the Bible for extremists. It's called the Turner Diaries, and the Turner Diaries basically tells everybody how to. And when I mean everybody, I mean like basically like you know white supremacists and that kind of stuff. How to go from you know clan rituals and and more group activities to doing things that are harder to catch up with. And they, they, they tells you how to, you know, do sacrifice killings. I know, um, I think everybody that, uh, they linked, I think, uh, this was like years ago, not, not like 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. I think a Jewish guy and a Asian guy, something was just randomly killed in Illinois. But anyway, that's what that shit was about. It just be like random stuff, you know. Somebody just killed somebody. I think Bird in Texas. Um, but if, if somebody reads that manifesto, that's basically the blueprint of how to do that kind of stuff. And that's terrorism one-on-one, domestic terrorism. And that's something I've been screaming for years, that uh, they would not label hate groups but specifically, you know, the Klan and shit like that is a domestic terrorist because automatically they, that pulls in federal stuff. So okay. they they try to make it seem like, oh, man, this is just a, you know, a, a regular guy. You know, all Bud did was get up and, you know, feed his dog and go to work. So, man, kill, you know, something had to be terribly people. wrong. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. And... Crystal, I'll go back to you. Um, do you think the news coverage of the shooting has been too much, just enough, not enough? What do you think about it? Crystal? I hear somebody listening to cartoons or something in the background. But is that you, Crystal? Yes, yeah, that's definitely some rated G. That's rated G, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> All right, Crystal, I will come back to you. Let me go to Facebook. My man Michael Ransom chimed in from Jacktown, Mississippi. He says, um, as far as the media coverage, it's a lot of noise with little actual information. Too much focus on sensationalism and no, nowhere near enough substance. I understand that they are still investigating, but to me, it seems more like hype. All right, so that's how he feels about it. Uh, Amy, should hotels be forced to bump up their security efforts after this shooting? Should they have to do a little more well, to try know, to protect you, you themselves? I'm sorry, go ahead and finish your question. No, I, I was done. Okay. Well, you know, you think you they would uh, – was, this was a hotel and casino that he was at, wasn't it? And yeah, Mandalay I mean, Bay. Huh? I said the Mandalay Bay, I believe. Well, I mean, as far as I know, no, those, I mean, those places, especially somewhere in Vegas, you would think that they're going to have, uh, they're going to have cameras everywhere. This wasn't no sleep cheat, you know. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, this guy got, what, they found 15 guns in his room? I think it might be closer to 20. I or think it was 10, 23. 23 in the room and 19 on his 
on, on one of his houses, I believe. Yeah, and I know it's so, too and all. I mean, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna spot somebody carrying three or four suitcases. I mean, you're not gonna spot somebody carrying that many damn guns. How are you gonna hide all that shit? So, I mean, yeah, I definitely think that. And like I said, in a hotel casino, you would think that there would be more security than that. Um, I made a comment today about the whole, because someone else had mentioned about that this guy wasn't being demonized enough or whatever. And I said, because I think it's just that, because we don't know what to demonize him about. Like I said, I'm a terrorist who took out his own people, you know, and he, I mean, a, a deadly, this was a massacre of Americans, yeah. uh, you know, and because, I mean, I don't think you can be a lone wolf no matter what color you are or what, reason why you do it um you know just like Dylan Roof he was a lone wolf he did what he did on his own right and oh, yeah, you other can. people you know they the other white people that have done stuff they didn't i mean he didn't do that on behalf of the KKK and like the no, black no. black no, didn't right. do something on behalf right. of I mean, black that, lives matter like on the technical right. side, anybody can be a lone wolf, but the way is well, the way is normally we don't portrayed know in what the, to demonize this man about right. yet, other than the fact that he is a mass murdering American terrorist. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. That that's what but I'm uh, talking him up to. Yeah, but the thing is, is like to show you how how. Stuff is stereotyped, and I'm gonna use, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it in the same race. If that guy had a bunch of tattoos on the top of his head, and spikes and shit on the line, still white, you know, he come in with all that shit. They probably looking at him and stuff, but because he look a certain way, they ain't fucking with him. So that's like, that's like that's a part a of the problem. Kind. Yeah, I mean, More it's no different. Okay, I use somebody black for example. It's like uh, you take the average. If a dude come in with a, you know. I don't know. Well, everybody don't wear gold teeth in different parts of the country, but, uh, you know, a black dude with gold teeth and, you know, some tattoos and stuff like that, I'll be looked at. Red bandana, blue bandana. Right. You know, a certain way, but then you got Bill Cosby, you know, so so the the, the thing is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Listen, that's that's my point about the lone wolf. It's not, I wasn't saying it like white, like I'm saying nobody but white people can do it. And it ain't just white people, it's certain type of white people. The people that look like they might could just be an average Joe or something. But because and it's like everybody's labeled. Like if it was a, 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 a more of a liberal-looking white person, half their head shaved or whatever, but they're they going to fuck with them just like they're a black person or a Mexican or something. But, yeah. you know, I, I think if if security... Is, is is properly implemented on every single person, it would be a safer place. But when you're looking at, oh, shit, that's somebody's grandma. She ain't got that. Nah, fuck that. That chick might have a bomb. You got to check everybody's shit. You know? I know. And, you know, what <laughs> creeps me out is the day before this, 
what just happened yesterday, the day before this, I was like, hmm, trying to think of some what, trying to think of some stuff to do, and I was like, hey, wonder who's on tour right now. Wonder if anybody, any of my friends, besides Vince Neil coming to Little Rock, who's on tour that I might want to go see? Well, can't go see Marilyn Manson. He's in the damn hospital. He's had an accident. Papa Roach is overseas. So and I'm I'm looking around, you know, for for concerts that are coming here to the south that I might want to go to. Thinking about, was thinking about going to, and then this happens at a Jason Aldean concert. I'm a big yeah, fan of Jason Aldean. And this, this, yeah, that's and he he he's not a. You don't even think of something like that happened at a concert like that. But uh, I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm take y'all back down memory lane right quick. And this is something, I was trying to think of something crazy to happen that wasn't a black or white person. Who would have thought it would have happened at a Ariana Grande concert? But, uh, the, well, yeah, that was overseas. But I'm talking about, remember that, that crazy motherfucker at, the, at Virginia uh, Tech, Choi, the Korean dude? Yeah. Shout out them kids. Yeah. But see, the thing about yeah. it is, going back to what I'm saying about security, it's a stereotype that, you know, that all the Asian kids on a on a public university studying hard, you know, all Man. everybody else partying and shit, and they they go into class and this motherfucker shoot up the whole school. So that's what I'm saying. Security has to treat everybody equal, period. You know, you can't look at this Indian kid and say, oh, shit, man, he, you know, he's studying and stuff. That's why he going to the library late. Oh, look at them black dudes. They might be trying to sneak some girls up over there. Oh, look at them white boys. They might be trying to play some pranks. you got to say, hey, God damn it. If nobody can go past this this right here at 1030, that's what we mean. Now, that wasn't the situation necessarily with that. But just in the bigger scheme of things, I think as Americans, we have labeled types. You know, every race got different extremities to it. But, you know, um, white people that look more like punk rockers get discriminated way more than somebody looking like, you know, Mr. Rogers. And black people that, you know, Going around with you know bandanas and stuff, going to be looked at totally different from, you know, guys that look like they you know can work in a supermarket. But if the rules are the rules, everything has to be the same. That's what the scary thing is. When I saw this, I was like, God damn! If an American-born native of that state that that could shoot up 500 people, what in the hell could happen if this was some trained assassins or some shit? You know, I'm like, oh, damn. God, yeah. You know, like, wow. One man shoot 500 people? What could 10 people do that was trained? Trained people. This is and he has no military background. None. But he knew how to fire that um, that rifle from a 30-second story yeah, window. Yeah, with all the twisting no wind and all that other stuff, over 400 yards. And, and so they were trying to talk about how, how somebody somewhere. Yeah, but they was talking about how good of a job the uh, first responders did getting to him. But I'm sitting up here like, man, even with an automatic, I'm like, this dude was jump, going from one window to the next window shooting. I'm just like, shit. Like, well, I know when it's all happening in real time. I guess nobody, you know, can point fingers, but that's. Man, it shit popping off two hundred rounds. You know, I'm you know, yeah. I know how to use a gun, 
I, I don't have nothing automatic, but I mean that 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 don't you can't do that in five seconds. Yeah. All right. So speaking of doing a good job, uh, but let me go back to you. How do you think Trump has handled this Vegas shooting so far? I don't, yeah, he hadn't handled it. I mean, I mean these people. You know, there's, you know, there's so much, so much going on with, you know, with the hurricanes that came through, uh, Puerto Rico, you know, Florida, Houston, and now this. I think, I mean, I don't think he knows how to handle it because it's so much all at once, and, um, you know, and it's it's just one of those things where, and I don't think any president. Would really count. I mean, there's really no way to prepare for something like this because you don't think on your watch this, you know, natural disasters, disasters and mass shootings and things of that nature will come about. But I mean, he's getting it from all sides. He's getting it from his cabinet. He's getting it from the Democrats. He's getting it from, you know, getting it from all the natural disasters. And now this, I mean, is really overwhelming. And it'd be overwhelming not just for him, just because he's Trump, but it'd be overwhelming for any president to have to deal with this all at one time. The thing that really hurts him is the fact that he doesn't have a cabinet and he doesn't have the right people in place to help him with a situation like this. Because it would, be, like I said before, it'd be dire for any president. So, you know, when 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 not a complete cabinet and not any tactfulness on top of it, it's very difficult for him to handle. All of this at one time, so it's hard to get. It's, it's hard for him to wrap his head around it because you know he, he's not prepared. And Amy, what do you think about Trump and how he's handled this uh, Vegas shooting? You know, I haven't really paid attention to to anything that Trump. I did see where you know he released a statement saying you know that this was an act of pure evil. You know, and everything, but um, you know, like Buck said, with everything that's going on and all the nine kinds of bullshit that's just all happening at once, um, what what can he really say right now? I mean, he there's just so much going on, and you know, he's just trying to handle it all as it as it comes. What can he? What can? What can anybody say until we find out more about this guy and why in the hell he did this? Okay, Eminem, what do you think about well, POTUS and what he's done? What, about what uh, Trump? Oh man, I, I think he, it shows what type of amateur politician he is, and this is what I mean. I'm, I'm gonna take y'all on a timeline since y'all are young enough to remember. Uh, you go back to the Oklahoma City. Uh, bombing or whatever, and and you remember the the look on Clinton's face. I you know of course I don't remember what he said, but I just remember the look on his face. Everybody remember how Bush reacted when they whispered in his ear that you know the uh, you know when the towers been hit. You know, yeah. Uh, most people remember when Obama uh, said that you know in an emotional way anyway that Trayvon Martin could have been his son. Uh, that could have been him. But what I'm saying is this, like, it's not that <laughs> Trump's not saying anything, and it's really not that he can not handle it. I mean, you, can, you know, I mean, it's definitely nothing can be handled with something like that other than, you know, beefing up security and, 
now I always wonder where the hell all these drones at that we fighting everywhere else at. I'm like, send a drone up there and pick that motherfucker off. You know, after the first shot. But you know, that's that's a right. whole another show. But he comes off, and this is no fault of his because he was born pure rich. He never had to work his way up. He wasn't Calvin working his way up to the top of the food chain, you know. So it's not a lot of empathy on his face that translates to the average person. So when they turn the TV on and whatever they hear him say, they're not listening to his words. His words are pretty much the way anybody would say them. But it's just like it just he comes off as a stereotypical very wealthy person, like clueless. You know, you're right, clueless. Um, yeah, you know, five hundred people got shot, but you know, you know, you know, uh, none of my all my friends were playing golf when everybody else poor we know was getting their ass sent to Vietnam, so he can't relate to that shit. Uh, I mean, saying like, you know, you you look at all these other politicians, black or white, they seem like regular people. You know, you see emotion in their face. You know, look at Ted Cruz talk about something. You know, look at uh, Paul Ryan talk about something. You know, these motherfuckers turning, and uh, what's Boehner? This motherfucker, you turn red and shit. But I'm saying, but <laughs> Trump just sounds like he's, you know, he makes his straight, precise comment, and that's it. And, you know, that really doesn't translate well, the, the same people that you can win with that type of stuff when it comes to like talking about North Korea, you know, you know, we're gonna, you know, get this motherfucker some shit he ain't never seen before. Well, you know, you can't just say, well, you know, you know, drop some bad. Not, not that he said this, but you know, shit, drop some, some grits and 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 some wheat over in Puerto Rico and. You know, shit, let's send some aid down to Florida and we good. Nah. You know, people kind of want to see emotion when they come to that kind of stuff. Otherwise, it's going to come off like that. I'm not demonizing, but at the same time, he's a very amateur um, politician because somebody who's been in politics know how to, you know, put on those faces when you're talking about certain things. Right. Where you make the, the face look like the script, but an amateur doesn't. You know, you know, just like none of us are trained in certain ways. So, you know, this raw, you know, uncut version of Eminem that everybody know and love from the Talk to Q show, <laughs> you know, I know goddamn well I can't do this shit representing the leader of the free world. You know, I'm just saying it's just not going to translate with everybody. You know, well, I don't know, though. I think my shit would translate <laughs> with most people. You know, unless you were one of these funny bunnies. But if you got a, uh, uh, if you a man with a hard dick, your shit gonna translate. You know, but uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, but you know, but I, I know Damn. how to relate to disasters, and <laughs> I, I definitely I know how to relate to to you know, I know how to relate to like some kind of crazy scenario where innocent people you know get killed. Unfortunately, this was a massacre. But I think the average person. I know myself got you know multiple family members done you know been victims of you know something violent uh, I know um uh you know many other people I know uh, Amy know you know people that's done being shot and shit you know I'm just saying so 
we we can it's going to be a different look on our face because we're regular people, and it's not demonizing nobody for being rich, but he just don't he just don't know. But that comes from being having no damn experience as a public servant, you know. But you know, shit. But you know, okay. AMR workers, <laughs> cops, uh, you know, people who've been in the military, all these regular yeah. Joes can relate to some type of disaster, maybe not in the form of 500 people, but, you know, think about it, man. And, and I ain't trying to be funny. Trump probably never even seen a car wreck. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. He may not have seen very much because he's probably used to ride in the back of a town car. But, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, uh, Let's see, where was I, I going? And all right, so people are saying now that it's time to talk gun control, but they're, the GOP is saying that's politicizing a tragic event. But what do you think about that? I mean, yeah, we could talk gun control um, now that this has happened, but would that be playing politics with a tragedy? Should, you know, Do you have to wait for something like that? Uh, or we is don't it the perfect time to discuss control. it? Um, you can discuss it, but, you, you know, this is what people have to understand and realize. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And taking guns away from innocent people is not going to solve the problem. Because at the, end of the, at the end of the day, if you're a bad person, you're going to find some way to kill somebody. Um, you know, some of these mass killers are using fertilizer, they're using airplanes, they're using buses, they're using whatever is necessary to get the job done. So they're always going to get their hands on the gun. They break in somebody's house, in somebody's house, and steal a gun, file serial numbers off. Um, you know, there's there's several different ways you can get guns. You put all the laws you want to on the gun, on the gun, and you know who, you know, and people still get their hands on them. So with all that being said, do we need more gun gun control? No. What we need to do is, you know, the screening process for guns needs to be, I think that, if you want to do something of that nature, you know, that's something that needs to be looked at. Um, Mentally ill people, I think there are already laws in place for that, but if not in certain states, that's something that needs to be looked at. Um, if you're on some of these watch lists that are out there um, where the police department, the FBI, DEA, you know, whoever the agencies may be, and you're on this watch list, you know, then, you you know, you shouldn't have any firearms. And those are things uh, that he... Let me ask you this. Should you be placed on a watch list if you own a certain number of firearms? I mean, should they track yes, how should. many guns you purchase, and when you hit a certain number, they put you on a watch list? Yep. Yes, you should be, um, and you should be monitored, you know, very closely. Um, and that, you know, there, now don't get me wrong. There's people that's out there now. If you own a gun shop, or you're a gun collector, or things of that nature, that's one thing. But even these gun collectors, you know, some of, some of these things need to be watched because I mean, there's a lot of people out there. And, and people that, you know, you got to look at this guy. I won't use this guy for example. I'll just say an average Joe 
what if he's had a series of bad luck um, where he's lost a job or he's been through a divorce or he's had a certain amount of events that happen, you know, in a row. Um, needs to be watched um, because if he does have a lot of guns and, you know, he's had a lot of bad luck or, you know, not, you know, whatever the bad luck may be, he needs to be watched. You know, people need to be more aware of their surroundings and, um, you know, know your neighbors, know what's going on around you. So therefore you can kind of protect yourself because we're living in a time now where that's more important. And being quiet is not something that you need to do. If you suspect something, you need to do something. Very good, sir. Thank you very much. All right. And um, let's see. Amy, do you think now is the time to talk gun control, or do you think that is too soon? You know, I... I support the Second Amendment, but as I said earlier, I I am adamant about that law about people with mental health issues not being able to obtain a firearm. You know, not everyone in the world is woman enough or man enough to be responsible enough to say, hey... I admit it, I suffer from from mental health issues, and I don't need a gun and and not do that um, sorry and uh you know, but like when you when you've got people on the me and my friend Miss Donna day before yesterday went uh yard selling and antique and flea market shopping, and there was a there was a guy on the side of the road selling guns. And I was just like, that is bullshit. I I don't like that. Um, I think, you know, people where where you can where you have to apply for them and go through the screening process, you know, this mm-hmm. selling, you know, guns on the side of the road. That's that's a bunch of crap. But gun control. Look, people are going to steal. They're going to buy illegally. They're going to, you know, to do harm. They're going to obtain guns one way or another, or they're going to make bombs or use fertilizer or whatever. Um, you know, they're 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 going to find a way to do it to to do harm. Um, so. My thing is these assault rifles, um, whatever they're called, what should be within the military only, in my opinion. I don't, I don't, I don't care if you're if you abide by the law. You know, I don't care if you're a hunter. What do you why Why do you need a gun? That fires off that many rounds. You know, I just explain what. Huh? (laughs) I say you're a bad hunter, I guess. You know what you need. I mean, for a a gun that powerful, what? 
that that's my own, that's that's my biggest hang up is these and then these Uzis and all that stuff that like the, the big time gangbangers are using and stuff that yep. they use, you know. Um those things should be illegal. Why do you need that stuff? All right. I understand. I understand your point. But I mean, okay, I really so the Second Amendment mm-hmm. to an extent. <laughs> All right. So, Eminem, does the shooting in Vegas and some of the other shootings we've ex- we've seen over the last few years make you think twice about attending events with big crowds, like football games or? State well, fairs and... it, 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 it it does, but what it what it does more so than anything, I think the biggest effect it has on um, on uh, you know people uh, you know is it, how far you're expanding your boundaries and stuff. Like um, the average person, they kind of think they kind of know where they live at and kind of what probably might happen or something like that. And, of course, nobody can compare for nothing like that. But, you know, you you kind of in your own little comfort zone. But I think when it comes to uh, traveling abroad, you, you know, you kind of identify. I mean, you kind of, like if somebody was, uh, like I had a first cousin that uh, that uh, celebrating, uh, I forgot how many years of marriage or whatever, but they ended up going to Spain and they went to, Madrid and Barcelona. Now, keep in mind, these are all places that 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 time to time I have something crazy happen. You know, so I'm thinking that type of stuff is more on your mind traveling abroad than it is at home. But but nowadays it just kind of make you more reluctant to uh, do things in bigger crowds. Uh, and but you know, as time go on and and there's no incidents. Then you know people just kind of generally fall back to that because uh, you remember this this motherfucker nobody ever talk about that shot up these damn uh, movie theaters in uh, Colorado. You know for a minute, you know people was kind of slow about movies and stuff, and then you know that kind of the sensationalization of that kind of died down, and people started back going to movies and thinking nothing of it. Then somebody shot somebody in Louisiana, then it kind of started back up again. You know. Then it then it was the uh, stuff in Orlando with the you know uh, the, the gay club that got shot up. Then it was the club, you know. So it's just like it it, it just kind of people be cautious. Like now, concerts, outdoor concerts will be affected. But two years from now, when the next big thing to happen is something at a somebody's soccer game or something like that, then it, people won't even think about the outdoor concerts down to be. Soccer games or something, so it just kind of it just kind of go with the flow. But the but the saddest thing is that the fact that you know people are not normal no more. Now I know everybody wanna you know say they individualize and all that stuff like that, but something different about today's time. You know you got you know all these damn policies that you know people that were they I thought I'd never see in my lifetime. You know. Grown men can say they are a woman and go to a bathroom. And I know people are like, well, they ain't got shit to do with this mass shooting. Now, it might not have nothing to do with that mass shooting. But the thing is, Americans don't like rules no more. And it's making people more 
crazier. You know, like I said, I work in school. That's a good point. It's shit is pure hell because the kids don't like rules. It's affecting sports. It's suspect, affecting academics. But where do these damn people go when they graduate, or if they graduate, what do they end up doing? You know, you know, a, a crazy student gonna be a crazy adult. So it's the same thing. Nobody don't like nobody telling them what to do and that kind of stuff. But uh, but I I gotta agree with uh, Amy though on her comment. You know, I, I believe in the okay. Second Amendment too. But at the same time, shit. For, for all these damn gun activists talking about all oh, what they can have and all that kind of stuff like that, I said, well, the same way, you know, I believe in guns too, but the same, but I, I mean, why you got to have something to shoot so many times? What you going to do with that? Because the same way I'm looking at you buying some shit that you can just take a pen and make it fully automatic with an extra clip you can, you know, order online. Well, if I told you, if somebody told you, if your neighbor told you, say, hey, man, that black guy right there, shit, this motherfucker just went and bought a tank tank from Camp Shelby. Now, how would you feel? And I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I don't plan to do nothing with this tank, but just, just like, well, what can I tell you I'm going to do with a tank? Do I need a tank to defend my home? You know, do I need a tank to hunt? Hell no. That sounds like I'm an absolute nut. That's what that shit look like, you know, so. And, uh, okay. you know, you, you, you can't stop it, <clears throat> but... <laughs> oh, I had a good, I had a good point too. Cause I was gonna say something about Switzerland. <laughs> All right, I'm sure you do. And Buck, Buck, do the shootings in Vegas make you reconsider attending events with big crowds? Well, it makes you think about it, but I mean, you've heard me say this before. Um, and I'm going to say it again, you cannot live in fear. Um, just because, it, you know, this is fresh and it just getting in your mind, you know, there, there's big events that's coming up that I like to go to. Um, I like to go to Talladega in a couple of weeks. You know, I'm not, will I think about it while I'm there? Yeah. If I get a chance to go, yeah, I'll think about it. But, you know, you, you, have, to be, you have to be more aware of what's going on. So, you know, my advice is to, you know, make sure you kind of keep, you know, keep your wits about you. I mean, you, you want to be able to go to events and, you know, enjoy yourself. But, you know, it probably, you know, with something like this happening, will, you know, will you think about it more? Yeah. Will you might not go? Yeah, that's a possibility too. But at the same time, you know, you have to, you got to continue to live. You know, I'm quite sure they're going to beef up security. It's all outdoor events. I would I would assume football games, baseball games, um, hockey games, NASCAR races, whatever it may be. I expect a bigger presence of law enforcement at all of these events um, simply because, I mean, we don't want innocent people getting hurt. So I expect a bigger police presence at all of these events in the coming, you know, in the coming weeks. All right. All right, sir. And let's see here. I have a caller from the 612 area code. Caller, what's your name? Yeah, my name's Robert. I'm calling from Detroit. Robert from Detroit. How's it going, Robert? You want to chime in on this? 
Vegas shooting thing? Yeah, I just wanted to say gun control issue. The Second Amendment has nothing to do with hunting. It has nothing to do with protecting their property. The Second Amendment was there to protect the American people to be able to arm ourselves against tyrannical government. That's what the whole point of the Second Amendment is. And we cannot allow these politicians to play this game again. You know, if you go back and look what Obama said back in uh, 2007, he was at a SEIU meeting, and he was talking about how Americans uh, were with the idea of having government health care, and how he talked about how they needed to form sort of a bridge health care plan that would eventually get Americans to gradually accept government health care. Now, he said that in 2007. And at that meeting, he said it would take them about 10 years to get America to that point. This gun control issue is the exact same thing. Once you accept the idea of banning all assault weapons, it's just a matter of time before they get to handguns. It's just, you just, once you open that road for these leftist politicians, that's what they do. And their goal ultimately is the same thing they learned from their Marxist foundation, which is government health care disarm the population. And once you accomplish those two things, there's nothing impeding you from having total, you know, an authoritative tyrannical government that can do basically anything and be unchallenged. And that's, that's been done throughout history so many times, especially in the 20th century. And it's sad that so many Americans aren't aware of these things and they're allowing history to repeat itself. Okay. Okay. Great call. Great call. I appreciate that input. And, um, yeah, I mean, we we know the subject of gun control is going to come up, and um, I, I mean, aside from maybe again, people with documented mental health issues, or you know, maybe people with violent criminal past, um, everyone else should be able to get a gun to protect themselves. And um, I don't think guns are the problem here. I just think that. Uh, we have a, a lot bigger issue that we need to try to try to fix in order to reduce some of these mass shootings. And where we start, I'm not sure. But um, I don't think guns is going to be the answer because if you allow the average American citizen to not be able to buy a gun, then you're going to have a situation where um, you have a bunch of criminals with guns and won't have any way of protecting us. So, and Crystal, sound like you're back on the line with us. Is that you? Um, do you hear me? Yeah, you're typing away. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear everything uh, actually. Oh, but sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Before I get to you, we'll go ahead and um, we'll get ready to get to our, our, our final thoughts and get you to hold for a moment. And I just want to say, uh, let's see, tomorrow we have uh, zone coverage, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, talking about sports, mainly the NFL. And we'll be back next Tuesday to discuss uh, whatever the trending topic may be, whatever's going on uh, from, you know, something big in the news to, you know, something else we can get into, relationship scenarios or whatever. Uh, You know how we do it here on T2Q. Go to TalkToQ.com and follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. So we'll go ahead and go with final thoughts, and I'll get everyone's final thoughts. And, Crystal, since you've been out the longest, I guess I'll go to you and let you give your your two cents and try to get halfway caught up. 
Well, I really want to talk about the Kardashians because this is really too much for me. Yeah, I can't take it anymore. Or I want to talk about what you guys were talking about on your um, Facebook group. For those of you who are not subscribed, you should. Um, About, you know, plastic penises. That was really intriguing to me. I wanted to get more into that. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Because you were, you know, you guys were talking about, you know, women with butts that were not, that were fake. And I just thought it was really unfair that we, you know, the scientists have not come up with fake penises. I mean, it would really help out, help us out in the, you know, heterosexual female world. Okay. Anyway, first of all, um, I would like to say that, you know, I'm, I'm, I am really saddened about what happened in Las Vegas. You know, it's one of my favorite towns. The thing about it is, is I really don't think this has anything to do with gun control. I don't think you could have stopped this with gun control. Um, This is not a political issue. I really don't think that Paddock had anything to do with trying to make any kind of statement or whatever. I, I personally believe that it had a lot to do with the mandolin bay. I think it had a lot to do with his um, gambling gambling issues and um, maybe some other, of course, some other issues that were going on. Mental health is real, people. And and if, if anything, I mean, maybe in other countries people kill themselves and kill other people to make political statements. But in America, we kill because we're pissed off and we're hurting and we you know, we can't take life anymore. And unfortunately, this is how we know how to to kind of you know, express ourselves. And that's horrible, but it's the truth. And, and people need to pay more attention to that, especially, you know, here in this country. Because um, the American dream is is horrible. It's a horrible nightmare. Most people will never have the American dream, at least not the way that it has been portrayed. And we keep striving for this impossible dream, and we don't try to live our lives and be happy with who we truly are because a lot of times no one allows us to be happy for who we are and for for the little things that we have around us and for the people that are around us because we're always striving for this perfection that is not real. And, you know, I've talked with people um, the last couple of days about, you know, what was happening. And, and, you know, most people kept throwing back, well, he was a multimillionaire. So what did he have to be, you know, upset about? I'm like, are you you kidding? (laughs) You know, it really, money has nothing to do with it. It just makes bigger problems, actually, and makes bigger things to live up to. You know, because, yeah, you can say, well, I have a million dollars or I have several million dollars, but I'm still unhappy, so what the hell is wrong with me? So, I mean, so it could get worse. So I just think that people should start looking at and and paying more attention to our emotions and what's going on, and that depression is a very real disease. And um, it can, unfortunately, cause something like this to happen, not to uh, definitely, you know, not to defend him on any level, 
because once you cross over into that realm, then, you know, there is no defending you. But, um, but yeah, I just, you know, I just want to put that out there. Like I said, I I really don't think this has anything to do with gun control. It would not have stopped anything. Um, I think, actually, I really don't think that guns was the reason why he did what he did. I think he actually probably had another idea in mind, but for whatever reason, he didn't use, like, explosives or something. I think that was his first uh, option, but it didn't work out, so he decided to do this. Um, so I don't know. Um, but there are a lot of things that happen in this country that we don't, we don't talk about. It's not, everything is not about race. Everything is not, you know, about Trump. Everything is not about politics or whatever. Um, a lot of things are very real about what's going on on the micro level in your own home, in your own community, at your own job, just basic stuff. That's the most horrific things that happen that happen to us on a day-to-day basis. But anyway, that's a, a podcast I can explore. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, good show as, as usual. Of course, I was in and out of it, but I heard it all. So um, good show. Nice to hear Eminem again. Not to, Nice to hear Amy again. Um, and uh, Robert from Detroit. What's that about? But anyway, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I, of course, I love the show, and I, I, you know, I love coming on. And, you know, if anyone wants to learn more about GetCrystallized.net, please uh, check out the celebrity news and headline news for your daily in on what's trending. And um, I will not be here tomorrow night, but I will see you again and talk to you again on next week. And maybe we'll hopefully all we have to talk about is the Kardashians and um, maybe relationships. You know, I mean, I always make up that issue. So, no you know, let's hope. <laughs> so, anyway. Peace. Two fingers. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Um, let's see. I will go with uh, Amy. Your final thoughts? Well, this guy, in my opinion, as I said, is a true... American terrorist. 64 years, born, bred, raised in the United States of America, and he turned on his own people for no apparent reason whatsoever, no obvious reason, no racially motivated, no sexually motivated, no sexual preference motivated, no religious, no political motivation. The I can only hope that they have found some kind of journals or or um, computer uh, stuff on his computer, something that's going to tell us why he did this. Because, in my opinion, this is the scariest kind of terrorist. Uh, you know, your 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 average man. You know, in a casino, gambling, your average man at the hotel, your average man walking down the street with no apparent, hey, we might need to watch that guy. He just blends in with everyone else. He's not wearing a colored bandana. He's not wearing a a thing over his head. He's not, you know, got 
KKK and white supremacy tattooed all over him. You know, he's just your average Joe. And to me, that's the scariest kind of terrorist. You know, and to think just the day before, I was looking around to say, hey, who's in concert? You know, who do, who would I like to go see? Who's coming around down here to the south um, in concert? And this guy goes and shoots up a Jason Alden, one of my favorite singers, and Jake Owen, a Jason Aldean concert. And, by the way, Jason Aldean and Jake Owen are just totally beside themselves. They are horrified at what happened. Jason Aldean was doing his last song on stage when the shots rang out. Um, you know, I just hope that we aren't left to try and speculate and figure out why this guy did what he did. But as I'll repeat what Crystal said, mental health is real. And don't be ashamed. Anybody who's out there listening, do not be ashamed to admit that you have mental health issues or that you've had homicidal thoughts or you've had suicidal thoughts. Don't buy a gun. Stay away from guns. I have sense enough to know I don't need a gun. And I just wish that everyone could could be responsible enough to and and be man and woman enough to admit that. But they don't and and people just decide to do violence, senseless fucking violence like this. You know, I've been pissed off at a lot of people. I've been pissed off at my government, you know, I and there, there, I've, I've been a, an activist and an advocate for a lot of different things, but I would never, ever resort to violence and would never, ever kill my innocent fellow Americans, black, white, Chinese, Asian, gay, straight, short, fat, tall, male or female, or transgender, never. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Amy. I was glad to have you back in the mix. I enjoyed talking to you, all Oh, man. Fantastic show. Um, unfortunate topic because we're talking about something that one of the scenarios, some shit happened for real. Um, uh, you know, kind of a quick recap. Uh, you know, great comments that everybody had, but, uh, you know, um, I kind of, I'm still in disagreement a little bit in, in certain ways about how many lives. I'm telling you now, <laughs> you, I'm thinking about the, you know, uh, the urban areas in the 80s, well, and uh, especially in L.A., uh, you take away automatic weapons. You ain't going to never stop guns and shit like that, but you take away automatic weapons. Uh, that's what happened with most of the, that was the difference between people in the 70s and 80s, the mid-80s, when crack hit the scene, it allowed people to buy. And I'm not getting off the top of just making a point about automatic weapons. When 
you had ignorant ass motherfuckers being able to buy automatic weapons. Now instead of just you killing me if you got a problem over a dice game, now everybody getting hit up. You know, so this just was on a, a larger scale with innocent people. You know that 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 uh, that wasn't affiliated in no kind of way other than just having a good time. They just wasn't born in a project because they was damn too poor to get out and got shot by a straight bullet. This was some shit done intentional, and that's a real tragedy. Um, uh, no way nobody could have stopped it as far as knowing somebody was going to do something like that because some stuff is so far-fetched that you don't think nobody would do that, you know, uh, unless they was already some kind of extremist, which he probably was. He just, you know, he's probably just low-key with that shit. But, uh, um for his mental health, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, you know, straddle the fence on that because I have an aunt that uh, is, you know, is, is the true mental health. I mean, schizophrenic, you know, institutionalized type of situation here and there. But uh, somebody mad because they, you know, lost their job and stuff like that, you know. For the people listening, you know, that they, they've got some kind of issue or whatever, you know. I got six comments for your goddamn ass. You know, the first three is man it up, suck it up, put some dirt on it. That used to be the cure for everything for for, for a man. And then if that didn't work, you know, you can drink it, you can smoke it, or you can fuck it. That used to take care of the rest of it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just killing people, I mean, uh, shit, fuck that, you know. You know, you're already in Vegas, damn, shit, everything is legal pretty much. So, I mean, what's the problem, you know? This nigga must have had a, you know, a limp dick or something. I mean, something ain't right. But, you know, but shooting down into the crowd, I mean, fuck that. Um, the last point I want to make about, well, last comment I want to make as far as the tragedy is, you know, as soon as I saw it, and I saw this dude was shooting out two different windows, and I'm sitting up here like, okay, I remember watching night after night to the point where people just weren't even paying attention to it no more, how we was taking out top levels of Al-Qaeda with drone strikes from the CIA drones. It's like, where is this shit now? Like, why you got to have jelly donut-eating, stumbling cops running up flights of stairs when you could just fly some shit up there and bust this motherfucker in the head? You know, so I'm just like, man, we got to start using the technology on domestic situations that police can't handle. You know, simple as that. If you got a damn drone, use it. You know, uh, that's why, you know, certain acts should be automatically labeled terrorism so you could, you know, let down these barriers that prevent, you know, military and federal use of certain things that we already got. You know, cops shouldn't have to lose their life over no food because we got the technology that can do it, man. We got some shit. Drones the size of like birds and shit. They hey, got guns. They didn't waste any time using a robot to blow up that dude in Dallas. Well, yes, right. Yeah. So you know, um, but uh, but automatic weapons, the guns is not a problem. But uh, certain type of guns, it's just like right now, nobody, the same people that don't want to have a problem with, with with guns, and I don't either. But I, I put automatic weapons, automatic weapon to. An average person is the equivalent of a nuclear weapon into a country. It's just like the same way we don't want 
nuclear, I mean, uh, North Korea to have certain shit that we got. Well, that's how I look at stuff. It's just like, nah, I don't want everybody to be able to go up in a in a gun store and come out with something that they can turn to automatic. I don't care who it is, you know, because now it's like, okay, if somebody do get mad, instead of killing one person, now they can kill like 60 at one time, you know. Um, you know, I... I heard the comments about the caller. You know, I'm glad somebody called in about the second minute, but I'm just saying, like, shit. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, going to war with the country and all that kind of stuff like that is like, well, you know, I ain't saying that's impossible, but with the shit most of the military got, I mean, a bunch of mad-ass citizens with sticks and shit ain't going to do shit. When they they drop one bomb, 90% of the people going to scatter because ain't nobody ready for that type of shit. <laughs> You know, you talking about you know taking over the United States? Ah, that's damn, some level stuff right there. Right, right. Some some billy clubs and and uh, some shit you done broke in somebody's house and got a few AKs and these jungle jokers launched two rockets. They like, oh shit. Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna take my black ass back to Mississippi. Fuck this. You know, so. No doubt. All right, man. I appreciate it, Eminem. And Buck, shut it down, bro. Buck, shut it down for me, man. Appreciate that, Eminem. No, no doubt, no doubt. Buck? Sorry about that. I was stuck on mute no there for a second. All right. Great show, as always. Um, senseless violence. You know, this is what this is. And is. You know, we as Americans have to realize that we have terrorists of our own right here in our own country. Um, we need to start evaluating and uh, start looking at these lists and things of that nature and people that, drop, you know, ring up red flags. Um, we need to kind of monitor those who get multiple weapons and things of that nature to kind of make sure that these people are on the right accord. Um, I don't think we need any more gun control. Um, we have enough of that because, um, in any event, when you have you know, somebody that's bad, they're gonna get their hands on whatever it is necessary to to take care of you know to do whatever devilment that they plan on plan on doing. So it's not you know it's not the gun, you know it's these people that with you know with intense bad intentions and and mental issues and things of that nature are the ones that are creating these issues. Um, you need to be aware of your surroundings. Uh, you need to be able to protect yourself as well. So I'm a firm believer in, you know, in making, you know, our Second Amendment right. So we we need to kind of, you know, take a new look at this maybe, but not in the way of, you know, I don't think we need to do any more gun control. I just think we need to start paying attention to things and people that raise red flags and we need to look at these, you know, look at these with more diligence um, when we see these types of things so we, maybe we can prevent senseless tragedies like this. Um, you know, it's just it's sad to see these kind of things and a lot of lives lost, and uh, it's just unfortunate. But, you know, we can't turn our backs on things that we see in everyday life. A lot of times we don't want to get involved. You know, getting involved may save lives. So it's something to think about. You know, 
food for thought. But great show, and um, definitely enjoyed it. Enjoyed all the feedback that everybody gave tonight. Glad we had an extra call call in as well. So everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Well, I appreciate it, everyone. Good job. Good show. It's a shame we got to have shows discussing things like this. But, um, man, let's be honest. This stuff is not going to stop. And people in the White House aren't interested in making it stop because there's just too much money in firearms. And um, in all honesty, I feel like, you know, like everyone has pretty much alluded to, guns aren't necessarily the problem. We we got to find another way of, of fixing this thing and, um, you know, go from there. So I don't know if that will get done in our lifetime. I doubt it. So, or even um, children's lifetime. Well, maybe by then. But, uh, yeah, it's something that somebody got to step up and do something about. So, all right. Um, you get a chance, go watch uh, – some some local news and watch Donald Trump's performance in Puerto Rico. Uh, he was hilarious, and the way he was comparing tragedies, he referred to Katrina as a real cat- catastrophe, quote unquote, as if the people in Puerto Rico, you know, were just kind of like not really going through anything. He compared their 16 deaths to the like. 2,000 deaths they had after Hurricane Katrina, so I'm not sure what that dude is doing, but that dude's cracking me up. He just... And the way Melania looks at him every, every time he says something crazy, she's a lot smarter than what people give her credit for, and um, he's just hilarious to me. But yeah, go and check that out. Alright, sign up for my email newsletter over at TalkToQ.com. Follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Got zone coverage tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to join that if you like to talk sports. Everyone have a wonderful night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q radio show. Call it, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Follow Q, guys.